Welcome to Two Mills, One Mind, the podcast where real life takes center stage. We're your hosts, Casey S. and Tara O. And we're diving deep into the everyday roller coaster that is life. From the challenges of dating in the modern world to the hilarious mishaps of parenting, the ups and downs of careers and friendships, and the secrets behind all the other bullshit that life can hit you with. We're here to share our stories, insights, and laughter with you. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and join us for candid conversations about the world's most relatable experiences. Whether you're a parent, a professional, or just trying to navigate this crazy thing called life, we've got you covered. This is Two Mills, One Mic. Let's Let's get get real together. another week of Two Milfs, One Mike, and we are thrilled to welcome the multi-talented guest, a force to be reckoned with in the world of comedy, writing, and podcasting. Please welcome Mr. Adam Avitable. Woo! Yay! Hello, hello. <laughs> he's like, what yeah, the he's like, fuck? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so you have two podcasts that you do. I do, although I, one I, I take a little bit of a break from, but I'm coming back to very soon, but yes. Okay. Okay. So you have um, Dating Kind of Sucks, which is the one that I came across and was enjoying and then happened to hear that you are making the move to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And yeah. so I decided to reach out and here we are. Yeah. Okay. How come Tulsa? Oh, because they're paying me. Ah, perfect. Um, yes. Yes. Tulsa Remote. Uh, a program for remote workers uh, so that way Tulsa's trying to attract new people here and they don't want people who are going to take jobs away from locals so they're doing this only for remote workers mm-hmm. and I was looking for something new after being nomadic for a few years uh, <laughs> looking for somewhere to settle and uh, decided to apply got in got accepted and I was like why not come here and uh, they're paying $10,000 for me to live here for a year uh-huh, yeah. nice yeah um, Tulsa wasn't on my top uh, top five places <laughs> I've ever since I would live I don't think it was on my top 50 uh, but <laughs> I've uh, so far been here about a month right now and uh, enjoying it so far. Well, maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll become a, a permanent resident. Well, you, you never know. Like, uh, all, I, all I really need is some good dive bars, some good karaoke, a good strip club, and I'm happy. <laughs> there you go. The necessities. All right. So the way we like to start out our show is with our game Smash or Pass. Um, and Casey, do you want to go first this time? Of course I do. I love going first. So we kind of just rotate through if you, if you have something you'd like to do. Yeah. And yeah, please answer also. Yes. Okay. Okay. Ready? Christmas music. Fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm at work the other day in the office and the girl next to me, she's getting super frustrated. And all of a sudden she just like slams her phones down. She's like, I need to hear some Christmas music. I'm like, never in my fucking life have I gotten pissed off about work or some shit and thought, I'd, I'd need to hear some Christmas music right now. That's the way the to go. Fuck? Yeah, you know what I need right now is some Mariah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. No, I shut my fucking Stand door when baby she... baby does it for me I, every time. I will slap somebody if I hear that shit out of that office. Okay, do you want to go, Adam? Sure. Uh, about um, a couple sitting on the same side of a booth in a restaurant. <laughs> oh, man. Smash. <laughs> I have smash. It's cute at first. Oh, see, I'm a pass on that one. <laughs> okay. Do you feel claustrophobic, or what's your pass reason? I think it's I think it's a sign of codependency. If you can't, like, sit across from each other and have an actual conversation, like two adults, but you have to make sure you're touching, and, you know, you can't got to be all over each other, which is the only reason to do that. Uh, you know, I'm like, if, unless you're a teenager, I, I don't support it. What if it's because you don't want to watch them eat? Well, then you shouldn't date them. Oh, okay. I mean, that, that, that Maybe that, 
yeah. you get the okay. ick when they eat. My ex-husband, we he, I don't give a shit who sat down first. I, well, if I, you know, he would sit down next to me every time. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, your elbows are right. out everywhere. Nope, he had yeah, to sit there. Like, if there's a seat across from you, sit there. You can look the person in the eye, have a conversation. Like, having to turn your head to talk to the person, <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just awkward all the way around. All right, mine is, the sex is amazing, but they always cry after because it was just so beautiful. (laughs) Fuck Fuck no, pass. Yeah, that's a pass as well. (laughs) Yeah. Sex is worth that. (laughs) I mean, it might be beautiful, but I'm not going to cry about it. I'll high five you or something. Right. Oh, man. I had that happen one time. I had a, not, not because it was so beautiful, but uh, I just started dating someone. We just had sex, and then she immediately rolled over and started crying. And uh, it was fantastic sex, too. So I was like, oh, are you okay? What's wrong? And it turns out that I was the first person she'd been with. She'd broken up with her fiance. Oh, and God. So, like, and it had only been like a week or so. So she was feeling very, like, uh, just, I don't know, just reminiscent or something. So, so did, you, uh, did you go back for round two, or was it like you're done after that? No, we did it for a while. Yeah. She was, not, she was not ready to date, and I should have learned from just the first. I mean, that's a good, that's a good like, life lesson. That if someone cries the first time you have sex with them afterwards because they're too attached to their fiance, don't keep dating them. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, they only ever give you just the tip. What the? Why? I don't fucking know. Like prolonged um, foreplay or what? Sure. I don't know. That's weird. No, nope. that's it. I need a full-on pin. What if that's just what they like? They only just like like the tip, so that's all they're doing. They're just in the pool. You just put one toe in. Yeah. They're just edging no. you the whole time. Uh, no, I'm out. That's a weird one. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. That's no. Bad. That's <laughs> He's like, I will never do that. I will throw it all down on you. <laughs> to my best friend's house and she had one of those and I've, I've never used one of those before so I just like sat down and I was scared the whole time because I thought you know yes. I was gonna get a spring clean <laughs> on my asshole like I didn't know what to do I was afraid it was gonna go everywhere um but I could see like it might be refreshing if they have one if I'll I knew what to do it would be refreshing I think oh thank you for keeping a tidy tidy ass I don't know <laughs> well, I, I mean with, with, the, with the number of men who don't even wash their ass or wipe enough anyway. Like, yeah. Ew. Is there a positive sign? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole study. Like, yeah, at least they're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, my, I moved uh, I moved to Tulsa uh, like about a month ago. Got here my very first night in the apartment. All I had was my suitcase. Uh, everything else was in the car. I was too tired to move it all. I had an air mattress and that's it. And in the middle of the night, I realized that one thing I was missing that I should have probably brought in with me was toilet paper. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so I had to sacrifice a pair of socks to that evening but, uh, the next day i had uh, the day arrive uh, that i installed on my toilet because i'm a big fan of like once you go bidet you'll never go another way i'm gonna so, have to get one now no uh uh-uh. i want to know what you did with the socks like do you have to put them in a bag time up yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that was the only option yeah i didn't want obviously didn't want to flush them on the toilet that would have been ridiculous throw them out the window yeah. 
Yeah. That would have been all right. Well, while we're on the... It's worth it. Everyone should get a bidet. Europe, they have them everywhere in Europe. Just we're, we're behind here in America. Yeah. While we're on the subject of butts, their butt is super cute, but it's rock hard. Like, there's no give at all. It does not move. No. So, like, you give them a hug and you want to get a little butt grab in, but it's just like cement. Mm-mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Semen. I heard semen, and I was like, it's like <laughs> but you said semen. Okay. It's as hard as semen. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind a rock hard butt. Really? Mm. Yeah. I want a squishy. I don't care. Like it doesn't. It's one of those things that it doesn't matter either way. Like either way, it's fine. You're just a butt lover in general. <laughs> I know. I'm butts don't really do much for me. So like either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not gonna be touching it anyway. I can touch your ass anyway. I don't even care if you have a butt. <laughs> That's right. You got a flat butt. You got a credit card slot. That's okay too. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Okay. okay this is gross. Watching um pimple popping videos. Oh, oh, I love it. What? I want to pop Actually, all the pimples. Yeah, I'd have to say also if I had somebody who liked that. That's uh, this is this is what this is TMI that I'm sharing here. I had a girlfriend one time who just loved like we'd be laying in bed just watching TV and she would just kind of like run her hands over my like body and like look for like if I had a blackhead anywhere and she would just love like tracking it. Yeah. So I had the best skin <laughs> uh, because she thought it was great and I like it was kind of soothing. So I guess if someone likes those videos, maybe they'd be willing to kind of do that so not that i have a, like a now that makes sound like i have like backing everywhere and, like, <laughs> i don't but she was just like she would like go glory for them Mm-mm. i cannot be watching those videos i love okay. it no okay is it my turn i lost track or his um uh, I'll, I'll give you one uh thinks of that taco bell mild sauce he's fighting <laughs> No, you're a weenie. Yeah, pass. Yeah, I'm just describing myself, basically. Oh. <laughs> I'm going through all my, uh, all, my, all, my, all my red flags, I guess. Yeah, that's super sad. I can't handle anything. Oh, my God. Oh, the spicier, the better. Like, today, we went and had Mexican food at lunch, and I had them load it down with jalapenos, and I just, like, I can't get enough of it. No, I just, I just don't like blowing out my asshole. Like, that's all right. I just, like, I really <laughs> the would burning ring of fire. To be able to sit down for a while without, killing, yeah, without, without that ring of fire. Exactly. Um... They have a really strong accent, and every time they get mad, they forget all of their English. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. I'm going smash. Yeah. You just like, you don't even care what they're saying. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. You pin them against the wall. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care if they speak English any fucking way. So that's fine. You just say whatever you want to, baby. Smash too. Yeah, I like it. Okay, you're on your third date. You go to his place. He's got a red room. You going in? Red? Or for her, the red room. Jesus Christ. I don't know what that means. Fifty Shades of Grey. Red room. I red room. Watch that. <laughs> there's, there's, there's ties. You get tied up. You get. Oh, things are like happening. A sex dungeon. Yes. I'm down. Let's do it. I think it depends if he if he's basing it on Fifty Shades of Grey, which shows that he knows absolutely nothing about uh, about the lifestyle. Or if he's actually aware of the lifestyle. No, he's uh, aware. Yeah, that could be fun if someone has that. On your third date? On your third date, you're going for it? You don't have to go. I mean, yeah, I guess you, you can give it a little shot. I mean, third date's a good time to try that out. By that, isn't it? <laughs> At least try out the swing or something. <laughs> All right. What are you doing, Terrell? Um, oh, I've, I've got a good one. Okay, let's go. When you text, when you text them, it's green. <laughs> when you What'd you say? When you text them, it's green? When you text back and forth, it's, they have green messages because they don't have an iPhone. Uh, I don't care. I'm still saying smash. 
Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't give a I don't shit. care about that either. I, I met I met I met a woman. We exchanged numbers, and I went to text her, and it, instead of blue, it came out green, and I immediately was like, "Oh no!" Really? <laughs> yeah, like it, it like it had a negative effect. Now I don't think that would be enough to maybe say pass, but like it's a it's a it's like a consideration in the con column, you know, like the pros and cons. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god, that's silliness. It is. <laughs> All right. You go on a date, and he offers to say grace, but proceeds to thank Satan. Well, the grace part would be the pass. The thinking Satan, I think, would be the smash. <laughs> okay, I'm saying smash because I have done that in a restaurant on purpose just to piss off this these people at the table next to us. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, fuck. They were just talking about what they think and their beliefs and political BS bullshit, whatever. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, now I just want to piss you people off, whether I agree with you or not. Like, you guys are being so obnoxiously loud. I really just want to piss you off. There you go. So that's, that's a good way I, to do I it. I prayed to baby Satan very loudly <laughs> with my child across across <laughs> the booth from me. <laughs> Oh, if, if I was on a date with a woman and she said, do you mind if I say grace? I would be about 10 seconds away from being like, hey, let's just end the date. <laughs> but then if she started if she started praying to Satan, then I'd be like, oh, let's go back to my red room. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, man, shit. Let me look. I'm looking. Okay, what if they consider going to Walmart a date? <laughs> like no. The trip to Walmart is your date. That's definitely a, a path. Uh, I hate Walmart. If I consider going to Walmart, I mean, just in general, like on a daily basis or a regular basis, uh, that's almost a pass. Yeah. <laughs> I avoid Walmart at all costs. Like, I do Walmart pickup, and I swear it saves lives. Yeah, I completely agree. I haven't shopped in a store in 12 years. I went to put Amazon for. What the fuck? It's the way you go. Everything delivered. Yeah. Everything, like that. everything you need. We don't have that shit out here. We still have to actually go into places. <laughs> I guess. I don't think about that. Like, we still, our phones are still like the tin cans with the fucking string. <laughs> Yeah, we're in BFE. So. Like, I didn't even know we had fucking DoorDash till like a week ago. It's like, when the fuck did we get DoorDash out here? Casey. I didn't fucking know. We still have actual taxis. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, what, I, don't, I didn't even know what an Uber fucking was. So, there's that. What do you got? Are you done? No. Okay. Is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> okay, this one came from a guy that I work with, and it kind of like, I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> You're driving, and he pulls over to save a sack of kittens, then pulls over and throws them off a bridge <laughs> i mean definitely a pass uh, obviously i would be like what in the fuck is actually wrong with you and, and honestly i would stay away from that friend of yours at work yeah uh, just, uh, <laughs> it was sean wasn't it, it was. <laughs> i told him that I'll, I'll say things that he says on the podcast and then i'm like oh by the way that was sean wilson <laughs> He probably loves you for that. He does. Yeah, no, pass. <laughs> what? How would you go back and tell people that this happened? It's like, I think I would be, like, in shock. Like, I would be traumatized. What the fuck oh, just Oh, yeah, happened? it would be sociopathic. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the, yeah, those are the actions of a psychopath. <laughs> okay, so. at your uh, company Christmas party, they want to play Dirty, Dirty Santa. <laughs> Um, with the people I work with, I actually think that'd be quite fun. Yeah, as someone who has played Dirty Santa uh, for uh, bars in Orlando, uh, I, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would do it. I can't wait. Um, my next one is he's uncircumcised. 
Man, I just don't know. Can the answer you know, be I don't know? It's weirder, but like, you know, I feel like it's one of those things that's unfortunate that in America we've gotten like to think that circumcised is such a, is the only way to go, um, you know, and, and I think that that's not standard for the rest of the world. It's just one of those things I think you kind of need to open your mind a little bit. I think it's more to do with the person's hygiene. Yes, agreed. But with so many men who have circumcised, they can't even wash their ass anyway. So they walk around <laughs> swamp rod in their, you know, every time you get close to their crotch, you got to hold your breath. I mean, that really, <laughs> so yeah, you're saying that's I, okay because we're used to that. Uh, but yeah, so like, <laughs> I think it's an issue no matter what with that. Oh, gosh. I'm just saying I don't know because I've never come across that. So I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's wearing a sweater. You just gonna... It doesn't matter. Push up a little. No, so I don't know. That's all I'm saying. There goes push up pop. Okay. I've got one here. Okay. Um, they hate the Lord of the Rings. Smash. They hate them? I don't watch it. I don't give a crap. I, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't care if you hate them. I'm describing myself again. Oh. I mean, you can hate them just if you say, want to. I can't stand them. I think they're boring. <laughs> Me too. I fall asleep every time. Just like run, cry, run, cry, fight, <laughs> cry, fight, cry, run a little more. <laughs> run a little Should've more. Should have been one fucking movie, half hour long. Could have got throw the ring in the goddamn volcano. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But instead, we go on this, yeah, fucking journey. Oh, my God. Okay, I actually do have one more. Calling in sick when you're actually sick. What? I don't understand. Me neither. I mean, I'd rather use my sick days to go do something fun. I'm probably going to come to work sick so I can use my actual days to go do some fun shit. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, smash. (laughs) Pass. What am I I saying? I'm good with it. I don't care. Since I work remote, it's one of those things that doesn't even matter to me. Like, I can any hours, any days I want. Yeah, I don't even think about things like that. Mm, Well, you know, that's just peasants have to. Yeah, no shit, right? What if what if they eat absolutely everything with their hands? Everything. No. Everything, everything. Get a freaking fork, animal. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that would be a little weird. <laughs> I guess it's because they had an ant, a reason for that. Like, it was just like they grew up with a pack of wolves as a child. Like, they were... It's Mowgli. Right <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah it's, or something it's like that. I, I don't know. Uh, probably, it depends. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the truth. It depends on how hot they are. Uh, if they're hot and doing that, smash. If they're ugly, they'll pass. You can basically do anything if you're hot yeah all right guys are y'all ready to get into our topic for today yes Absolutely. okay so what we agreed upon is that we were going to talk about um the hurdles that men and women face dating today mm-hmm. so what do you think is are the major things that can complicate it well i would say that you know men and women have very different hurdles Women don't want to be murdered, and men don't don't want to be stood up. You know, it, uh, it, so there's it, a lot about. Uh, I think uh, men need to kind of understand the perspectives that they have and help them. Maybe that'll help them be a better dater. And I think uh, they have to have a little bit more empathy for what women go through on a regular basis. So I, I think women's hurdles are much more substantial, um, and men's hurdles are much much easier to overcome. Yet men complain more about it and are less willing to put any work or effort into trying to overcome the min- the my you know minute hurdles that they have. That is very true. I, so, can I ask, how, how old are you? I am, I think about it now. Okay. 46, 46, yeah, 46. And you you are currently single, correct? Currently single. Um, I was married for 10 years, and I have been divorced now for 13 years. My word, so you've been dating, like, for 13 years? I've had a relationship here and there, but uh, and then I also go on breaks. So I've been nomadic for the last, like, three years, but I haven't really done much, like, dating, per se. I'd go out on the occasional date, have occasional hookups, but that was really about it, because I didn't really have the, since I was moving around a lot, there was really no point trying to get into a relationship. Right, right. I hate dating. I absolutely hate it. I hate going through the process of getting to know somebody only to find out they're a dumb buck and you're back at square one. Like, quit wasting my time. I think that's a thing. When you go into it, you should kind of know what you want out of it.
of it. Yeah. I mean, you would think you would think that would be the purpose of dating for most. Fuck, I don't know. I think that I gave up. I already gave up. It don't fucking matter. I've only been in this stupid ass bullshit for what almost two years. Yeah. I'm so fucking over it. That I did it for five and fuck yeah. I, fuck it. I'd rather just be the cat lady or something. <laughs> well, when you live in a town that probably you know only only gives you a hundred people to choose from. Exactly. <laughs> I can see why that might be the issue. And I've lived here my whole life, so, so you know I know everybody. yes, and, and everybody knows me or not everybody, but that too. And it's like kind of at this point, the ones that are still single, it's like they're from the island of the misfit toys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think I think another thing is um, when you go in, a lot of times people are so like we're talking about like tired of dating and tired of being alone that maybe you're willing to ignore red flags that are already there. Like if you really yes really stop and think about it, those things that were always there, you just right didn't or pay attention. You know, you come across these people that they're like, "Yep, you're the one. We're getting married." Like they just bombard you with shit, and it's like, wait a minute, so fast. What? Well, that's that's a red flag itself. That's yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, for they're, sure. They're, they don't actually know who you are. They're they're attracted to the idea of you. And yes. To the, the idea and to the to the shoes they're trying to get you to fill. Usually those are men who have recently been divorced who are also trying to basically bring someone back into the house, take care of them again because they don't know how to make a fucking sandwich or wipe their ass. <laughs> so they need, they need somebody in the house as quickly as possible before they you know their entire life crumbles all apart. This but, was the case in the marriage that I clearly got a divorce from. And the first thing that I think of with that whole situation is that is very much the trait of a narcissist. It, I think it can be, yeah. Uh, I, I think there, uh, bombing can, can sometimes be people who are just emotionally unintelligent. It's not always narcissism, but, but it, it can't be a sign of narcissism. So have you come across this with women? Have. I've come, I've come across where, where women are, are um, very, it, it's more than assertive. Like, I, I, I think assertive is good, but they are, uh, like, so pushy to try to get into a relationship because in their minds, they've kind of succumbed to the societal idea that you're nothing if you're single and you're only something if you're in a relationship and so they have to be in a relationship. They will push for one uh, without actually getting to know somebody and, getting, and, and letting someone get to know them well enough to really decide if it's a good good decision so then they end up in relationship after relationship every three months. You probably know people like that on, like on Facebook and stuff like that. You'll see them be like, their new person and they'll gush over this person for like a week and then all of a sudden nothing for and then they'll be in with a new person three months later. Yeah. I wonder though, I feel like society looks at single women differently than they do somebody that's in a marriage or been in a long relationship. Like they almost look down on you for not, for not being married at this age or yeah but it's always an age limit is right. what it seems right. like well it, 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 it is true that's, that's the thing is i think society it, it's getting better um you know and, and like uh, we've always tried to like uh on dating kind of sucks try to like take the stigma away from being single like it's okay to be single you should go do things on your own if you're single go to the movies by yourself go to dinner by yourself like there's there's yeah. nothing more liberating than the first time you do that and you realize oh this is actually really nice like i can take my time i'm not have to worry about somebody else being happy and everything, um, and, and so then there's the idea that you should stay single until you really decide you don't want to be single. Like it's not, right. it's not a you're not lesser of a person if you're single. I know the first time, like I went to dinner by myself, or I, I drove actually like an hour away to go to see a movie that that's the only place it was playing, and I went to see this movie by myself. I didn't tell anybody I was going. I'm a fucking grown up. I shouldn't have to say shit. So when yeah. I get back, you know, I'm told some even family. They're like, oh, what'd you do? And I'm like, 
uh, went to the movies in Altus. They're like, oh, who'd you go with? No one. Oh. I mean, they flat out, yeah, flat out the look sad. on their face. Yes. And they're like, that is just so sad. Why didn't you call me? I'm like, because I didn't fucking want to. Like, I think it's perfectly fine. Like, I, I don't have a problem with it. But everybody else I'm around seems to just be like, oh, poor pitiful Casey. She doesn't have anybody. It's like, I don't see it that way. Like, you see it that way, but I don't. A thing that I got told a lot as a, as a single woman is, oh, you're, you're getting up there in your 30s. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be, I don't want you to be old and lonely. Oh, yeah, I've heard that shit, too. <laughs> like, what the hell? What makes you think I'm lonely? I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'm thriving here. I think sometimes that happens uh, a lot, and I think there's also this this idea that people in relationships aren't also lonely. Like people who are not in healthy relationships are going to be much lonelier and, and than, than someone who's is single. Because One thousand percent. They're stuck, and where someone is single, you have some lonely moments. Of course, you're going to have some lonely moments, but you also can develop a good circle of friends. You can develop, you know, all these other things that fulfill you. So that if you do have those moments of loneliness, it's not overwhelming and it's not always it's just occasional yes um i I always think when people like are like oh i'm sorry you didn't go with anybody they're projecting like they don't have the ability to be without somebody else i think and so they're they're kind of projecting that that concept as well i i go to movies all the time by myself and i to the point that i talk about it on pretty consistently on, on on air and everything and i went on a date with someone who listened to the podcast and she um said oh you know like um you know, next week I actually have my Friday color I have to go during the day when there's nobody there. Um, and she's like, I have my Friday free. Uh, I know you usually go to the movies Friday morning. Do you want to go You want to go to the movies? And I was like, uh, I don't want to be rude, but I do, but by myself. I said, I don't want to go on a date like with, to the movies. That's my space. That's my, like, go relax time. Like, you know, go shut my brain off for two hours by myself. And what kind of a date? Like, is a movie anyway, right? Yeah, you can't talk to them or anything. I was like, I would be happy to meet you afterwards for drinks or something or dinner or lunch, but I said the movie itself is kind of my little, like, <laughs> nice escape. Time, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. you can be there, but, like, on the other side of the theater. <laughs> yeah, if you Because I don't know what type of person she is to go to the movies with, because if she's quiet the whole time, it'd be fine. Oh, but my gosh, it makes me people... want to murder somebody when they talk to oh, the whole me thing. Me too. When they're a talker, they're asking questions, and I'm like, I don't know the answer, because I'm seeing the same fucking movie yes. you are, like, I, you know, and things like that. So if there's someone like that, I just I can't, couldn't handle it. <laughs> you hear somebody just loudly scream, can you shut the fuck up <laughs> in the middle of the movie? <laughs> yeah. I kind of used to say that shit to my kid. Like, we'd be watching this shit, at, even at the house. And she's looking at me like, what's going on? But I'm like, I have seen exactly what you have seen. I know. If oh. you don't know, I don't know. I don't know either, sis. Like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> do not have a crystal ball. Do you have any kids? Do I? Yeah? No? No, no, I do not. Must be something wrong with you then. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but you hear that. Do you not hear that all the time? No, no. You don't? People don't say that to men. Bullshit. I... Like, a single man is a, you know, oh, a bachelor. Oh, like, yeah, you get to... It's like a positive thing, whereas a single woman, they they have negative connotations to it. It's definitely, like, the the sexism in the world uh, that that, that does that. So, no, I'm, I'm, you know, happy-go-lucky because I'm a bachelor, whereas, you know, a woman is like, like, oh, you must be so sad to be alone. (laughs) I think there was a study that that showed that something like single women are happier than women in relationships overall. I believe it. It Yeah. Because so many times women end up in relationships with like someone who ends up not growing with them or not being willing to grow and change and contribute or 
people, men who think that just because they bring home more money, which isn't even the case all the time, but if they just because they think they do, that somehow that means they don't have to contribute in other ways, and it just turns into you have another child basically that you have to take care of, mm-hmm. and then you know, and you have the what kind of that weaponized confidence that a lot of men do, where like they like oh I don't know how to load the dishwasher or I don't know how to do laundry, and and it's it's like it, it becomes pathetic. So then you just women are so unhappy because they're like I don't even like my partner anymore because. It's just like another child. So yes. I don't have, I have no respect for them. So why would I even want to be with them? You're not adding to my life. You're making my life more fucking difficult. Yeah. 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 See, you say it nicer. You nailed than, that. Yeah. Yeah. You say it way nicer than I would, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, holy shit. What are your thoughts on dating apps? Like, I've, I've thought about this. I never was one to get on dating apps. Um, but do you think that there's, maybe the illusion of too many options or that people that are on there aren't really looking for serious relationships because they're always looking for something better, like the next best thing. I think there is an aspect of that, but I think it, it, in addition to that, though, you also get the ability to see more prospects. And so you get to not just see whether there's something better out there, but you get to realize that maybe you, you don't have to settle for something that's out there. Um, the, the example I like to use is that if you're, at a bar, uh, you're and you're like you go out to a bar to meet people. You are basically you know stuck with the the fifty people in the bar, and that if that's your limit, that's all you can you know all you can see and all you're able to talk to. Then you might think, well, this is the best you know, this is the best there is, and so you might be willing to settle because you think there's nobody else. Whereas if you have a dating app, you might have the ability to reach and you know it could be five hundred people or five thousand people. And so it gets gives you the option to be like, oh, there are better people out there, so I shouldn't settle. I should I should be able to keep my standards how they are. Okay, yeah. but what point are, are you just like, you just brush everyone off? You know what I mean? It's like you're not settling, but what if your standards are too high? Is that a thing? Unrealistic. Um, yeah, it's just unrealistic standards. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're never going to find anyone that checks all of these boxes, but you are requiring all of these boxes to be checked. I think it's, it's, it's a very different for men versus women. Um, men tend to set these weirdly unrealistic standards. And Such as? I need examples. <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, uh, like uh, height, weight. Um, uh, ta- you know, like, you'll see these men that be like, well, no tattoos. And, you know, you'd better not, never have more than five partners. And, you know, like, just like these weirdly... Like, I, I don't even know where they, where they get this concept of these concepts from, but like these weird, weirdly specific lists of attributes and characteristics that they're looking for in their partner, because it's because and and, and this is this is this is the big difference, and this is, is that men don't like women as human beings. Like mm-hmm. they don't like women. As, they they don't see women as people. They see women as three categories: uh, sex doll, a trophy, or a mom. Those that, that tends to be the three things they see, or some combination thereof. And so they are they are looking for women as in shopping. Like if they're going to look for a car, they want X, Y, and Z. And these are un, these are very strict parameters they're looking for because they see women as objects. Whereas women, they actually are you know want men as human beings. They want a partner. They want someone who's going to contribute and share and be be part of their life and grow with them. So women will set characteristics. Oh well, I'd like him to be six feet tall because I'm you know I'm five eight. I want someone to look up to. But if they find a guy who's five five and has an amazing personality and just is the sweetest person and, and everything, that height thing goes out the window. They don't care. And so women are more willing to be flexible about what they're looking for. And so they don't set unrealistic standards. Or even if they do, they're willing to come down from that when they start seeing what's actually around because they're looking for an actual human connection. Whereas men, 
are not. And that's that's the biggest disconnect in dating is to try to find the men who are who are not this this very large group of kind of just old school misogynistic patriarchal like toxically masculine men who just want an object. Oh my gosh. I have literally said that and I feel very validated right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many men listen male listeners do you have to your podcast because they might not be very happy. There's like <laughs> 30, there's actually like 30 it's like 30 something percent. Like 32. Okay. okay. Yes. Have you not ever looked at that uh the insights? That's just like Mm-mm. from Facebook. Oh yeah. Mhm. I did because I thought that was odd. I'm like, that's fucking weird. They probably just like the picture or something. <laughs> they ain't heard shit. They don't have a fucking clue what we talk about. Nor do they it's care. Milf and that they're like they're they're sold. <laughs> um, how do you feel about long distance relationships? I think long distance relationships are, uh, are are something that can work if there's an end in sight. Like they, they you have to have a plan. Um, you have to have people who are capable of being very secure with the, with their relationship and not like a lot of insecurity or, or anything like that um, and healthy communication. And if you have those things, then you can have a long-distance relationship. But if there's no end in sight, if there's no like, okay, well, after this year, if things go well, then I'll move to your area. You move to mine or we'll move somewhere else, you know, or whatever. Then if there's no, if there's, if there's no plan, mm-hmm. then it'll eventually uh, end badly. Yeah, I agree with that. Because at that point, why even have a relationship? Just have a fuck buddy who lives far away. Yeah, there you go. And I it's mean, always hard, like, especially if you have kids or you have a demanding job or whatever. It's it's hard to work those schedules together to even have time to spend together. Agreed. It's stupid. Right. <laughs> um, have you been catfished before? And what are your feelings no, on that? Fish. Yeah. No. I, I, I've never really had that, um, issue. I've, when I've gone on dates, I mean, I, I tend to have pretty, there, there's two elements to that one is I, I tend to have pretty good radar for reading people. Um, and, uh, I can also, I've, I've been doing this long enough that I can tell from someone's photos and profile if they're fake most of the time. Um, I've occasionally swiped on somebody and then immediately as soon as we start chatting, realized that they were fake, you know, it's once they, we had to start the conversation. Uh, but also, I'm, I tend to be very, very picky on who I want to go out with because I'm just like, I, I, my time is, is precious and I enjoy being single. So someone has to really be someone that I feel is going to elevate my life. And so a, a lot of people would not be doing that. So I will just end the conversation. Yeah. Um, but, I, I want to know, I want to know what the weirdest date you've ever been on. I think people ask that sometimes, and I, I, I don't always have, a, a, like, a, a really good answer. I've been on, a, you know, a couple kind of strange dates. I, I would say that the weirdest one that, that was probably when I was very newly divorced and was dating for, like, say, you know, the first time I never really dated uh, and was just going through the process and was, like, really putting myself out there. And so I was really nervous, and I, you know, everything. And I matched with this woman on, I think we were on... I was like eHarmony or one of those. Like I, because I tried everything. Like uh, I was, I was on every every site. I mean, I I was on. I was even on J Date. I'm not Jewish. Like I just uh, tried, I tried everything I could. Farmers only. Um, yeah. So I, she, she, we matched, and she immediately was like, uh, "Can I call you?" And I said, "Sure." So I gave her my phone number, and she called, 
And we started talking for a little bit. And then she's like, you know, I happen to have some time tonight. What are you up to? And I was like, well, nothing really. And she goes, would you like to meet for, like, ice cream or something? And I said, sure. So we, we like, without even really knowing much about her, we met for ice cream nearby and sat there and had ice cream while we owned, just walked around and ate ice cream. And she just told me that she'd been on, like, something like, you know, 40 dates over the course of the last, um, you know, like, two months. And oh my gosh! That, <laughs> yeah, and that that she was just you know she knew what she was looking for, and so she just liked to meet people quickly to try to figure it out. And uh, and she could tell that I was a newbie, and I still wasn't really ready for you know what she was looking for, and the, you know it was, it was all the stuff. And started talking about how she, she got her teeth knocked out when she was born in West Virginia, and like just like it was just it was just a random thing, and, and she was just like talking a mile a minute, and I was sitting there it was like a, a deer in the head with the, the headlights was. Not knowing what to say or how so to react overwhelmed. The and then the ice cream was gone. She's like, "Okay, well, it was nice meeting you. Goodbye." And just like walked <laughs> off, and I was like, uh, "All right, well." That was so nice. confused. So, yeah. I just, so, yeah, so are we going was, on a second date? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So the, oh that was God. one of the weirder ones. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty weird. Oh um, I think God. some other issues that possibly could come up are religion. And political views. Have you ever had any issues as far as that goes? Occasionally, occasionally I've, I've matched with with, uh, with women who are too uh, too conservative, and um, immediately like just can't handle can't handle me. Um, but but very rarely because I tend to not swipe on people if I can tell that they're that they're going to be more conservative, you know, more conservative. Yeah. Um, or religious. Uh, although there is that small part of me that like when I see someone who's like really religious, I want to go on a date with them just to see like I can like corrupt them to the dark side, you know? Like I just <laughs> feel like that, that which I know is terrible, but I, I always have that little inkling. Um, but uh, I think that that's, you know, that's not really, I feel like that's something that women probably encounter a lot more is men who will match with, uh, like especially conservative men who will match with women who are not as conservative just to tell them that they're wrong. Ooh. Have you guys had that experience? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. And I'm just like, they want to start this conversation. It's like, what? I haven't really come across saying? that. I feel like anybody that I dated, we had pretty similar views on things. Well, I'm talking like the stupid ass moment on Tinder. You know what I mean? Like, because um, I, I talk the way that I do. I have the job that I do. I, you know, work just in a in a man's world basically mm-hmm. so that's my personality i guess you know that's how i joke around and shit and there's a lot of of men that have said maybe you should try to be more ladylike Ooh. it's like maybe you should suck my dick you know i <laughs> i i think that why the fuck would you say that to anybody yeah, it's like but what? they're not your jam. Just move along. Yeah, you know? it's like, hey, this isn't gonna work for me. You know, okay, great, toodles, peace out. I hate that shit. That's another thing yeah. I wanted to talk about is careers and people being jealous of what you do. You know, if you work with people of the opposite sex, or you travel a lot, or whatever. I think that I personally couldn't couldn't date somebody like that they had to be secure enough in themselves to trust me because without trust you're nothing anyway yeah tr- trust is important and then and when someone's 
so insecure or so jealous that they can't control themselves with that. They don't know how to process it properly. Um, it's just toxic. And, and it's always going to manifest itself in toxic ways, and it's never going to end well either. Um, I do, I mean, I, I do photography mm-hmm. as one of my, one of my hobbies. Um, and I, I mean, I, I did, a lot of it is like nude figure photography. And so I remember one time I matched with somebody on like Bumble and my Instagram was linked and she's looking at it. She goes, wow, you're taking, you're, you're, you're really good photography, you know, good eye. And I was like, thank you. She goes, um, those models are all so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, they're, I mean, they're all beautiful people. I try to make someone look as beautiful as possible. It's the whole point. And she's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. And I was like, why not? Like, yeah. And she was like, well, we're right. Okay. But, but I was like, I was, I was like, why not? Like, well, what is, she was like, well, it just, it would just make me feel like you would always be comparing me to, to these people. I'm like, but if I'm with you, I'm with you because I like to be with you. I said, I'm not trying to fuck my models because I'm trying to be a professional here. Right. And for you, you at know, that, I, it'd be more about art. I mean, is it right. not? Yeah. You got a hundred percent. Right, and it's just like, but it, 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 it turns out to this just idea of, of just her not being able to be secure enough with herself to know to like trust me to be like I'm here with you. What I do for like these hobbies and stuff, like you're welcome to come along. Like I don't care, you know. And it's just it becomes a big thing. So that's that's something I have to be very careful with because just what I do, the, my my life and lifestyle is not very uh, conducive to someone who's insecure or jealous. Well, and I think a lot of that comes from they'll say, you know, well, in my past relationships, I feel like I get it. Like you've had some shit happen, and and that does a little bit carry over into you know your next relationship whatever but i don't think it should um define your next relationship and you shouldn't take no, it out right. on the next person either right you should never let your baggage uh like let you take it out like so take it out on someone else but that's i think that's always something to be very careful of it's okay to be aware of your baggage and it's important to be aware of the fact that it's baggage right and you know and, and to let it inform you and educate you but you don't want to let it like penalize your partner if they haven't done anything wrong yeah right and also like if you know that you have these issues, take the time to heal yourself. Do that right. work before you <laughs> go. Yeah, go work on yourself. Try a to get bit. into something with somebody else. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's about all I have. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to add to, or? I, I wanted to say, uh, you know, a couple things I think about, like what men maybe should keep in mind when they're when dating women, and I think that. It's, it's something we we started off saying, you know, like women are, are you know the biggest fear women a woman has is you know being being killed by a partner. You know, like every time every time you go on at a first date, you are quite literally putting yourself in a physical risk because you don't know who who the guy is. You don't know, you know, you don't really know. You, you right. do some screening, but you never know. You never really know. So there's always that risk, even in a public place, etc. And I think men, it's important for men to understand that that you go through that, whereas, you know, men's biggest concern is like someone making fun of them or like being mocked or or rejected and things like that. And to have a little bit of empathy to understand that, you know, on a dating app or if you're talking to a woman and and you're interested in asking her out, ask her out. But if she doesn't want to give you her number until afterwards, don't get upset about that. Don't get defensive about things. Uh, Try to have a little bit of empathy and understanding of what women have to think about every time they go on a date. And yeah. I think that uh, if men can keep that in mind, they can become better better people um, and they can become a better person to go on dates with. Because so many men get mad about it. They, like, they'll just they'll get mad that you won't get off the app and give them your phone number or mm-hmm. they'll, they'll just get mad about these things because they don't want to consider that your safety is a legitimate concern. Yeah, I've come across that a couple of times. Like, uh... <laughs> And that's why she has a murder brick and a hatchet. And a kazoo. 
just in case. <laughs> I keep these things in my car. <laughs> I mean, yeah, murder brick especially. Yeah, see? <laughs> I knew it was a good idea. I didn't believe her, and we went to a um, a festival, <laughs> and I was digging through the car for something, and I was like, holy shit, you actually have a brick in here. <laughs> That's fantastic. I would never joke about things like that. Um, Ever. I mean, it's smart. I, I, need a, I think so. I need a murder brick. Yeah. I'll get you one. I bet I got an extra one. <laughs> All right. So we have a surprise another game for you. It's called Do You Tell Them? And so there are scenarios that we're going to say, and and we need you to tell us if you would tell the person or not. Okay. I'm going to fuck my scenarios up. You got a lot of letters over there. I have less <laughs> letters. It's okay. Go for it. No, bitch, you go first, so I need to make sure. Okay. You sneeze, and a snot rocket lands in their hair. Do you tell them, or do you just roll with it? No, of course you tell them. <laughs> I don't or, or know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll say, hey, that's on your hair. Hold on, I'll get it for you. And, like, you go get a cloth, and you get it out. Maybe that will, maybe, but whatever you, you handle it, regardless. Nope, I have a booger phobia, and I'll just let you know. If it was a friend, I think I'd be like, oh, hey, I just nodded in your hair. But if it's somebody I don't know, like, that is a good way to handle it because I'm a little awkward and I feel like I would just be like, oh, my God, <laughs> you got to get it out of here where they run their you hands don't know the through it. very well. It's a, it's a great way to break the ice quickly, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I bet you get a date. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just said, what if they have, like, toilet paper stuck to her shoe? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I would, I would definitely mention that. If you don't know him, you just be like, "Hey, uh, stupid, yeah. <laughs> you got some toilet well, paper." The way I always look at it is like, how would I feel if I walked around with a toilet paper stuck in my shoe <laughs> and nobody said anything? Like, I'd be so embarrassed. I'm like, why didn't somebody tell me? So I would always try to tell you know do it, in, and it probably in a very, very nice way and in a very tactful way as well. See, I feel like all his he's gonna be like, "Yes, you're I so much nicer than I thought you were yeah. gonna be." <laughs> you thought I was gonna be mean? A little bit. You're kind of disappointing no, I just, me. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, maybe I didn't say that the way I meant for it to come yes, out. Yes, she did. It's exactly what the fuck she meant. <laughs> I thought you were a little oh. ornier, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I am. If you, if you listen, to, if you listen to what I've said, I think I think any of the men listening will be like, "He's an asshole." <laughs> um, I, I don't think. Uh, I, I am a little. I'm. A, I'm being kind of ornery in, in certain, uh, certain ways, I guess, but. Okay. Yeah. All right. My next one is you're at a party and you overhear a friend in quotation marks gossiping about you. Do you bring it up to them or do you avoid that uncomfortable situation? Oh, I step into the conversation. Oh, I would too. I'd immediately All call right. them out on their bullshit. Oh, I might even just go along with you. Oh, I also heard that, you know, like I just essentially step in and just like, turn into this exaggerating, embarrassing thing that makes them embarrassed for talking about it in the first place. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Perfect. That's I, I, like that's one place where I would I would definitely like I, I would definitely become the asshole because I would make them mortified that they were talking about it by bringing attention to like all these other things or I would start talking about things that they you know they told yeah. me in confidence, <laughs> you know, or whatever too. But like really old slut puppy, well let me just tell you this story <laughs> I I heard. <laughs> right, right. What's your next one? You don't have any more? Nope, that's it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
You find out your best friend has a crush on the same person as you. Do you tell them? If you're your best friend or the person? The best friend. Well, if your best friend, oh, shouldn't yeah. they fucking know? Yeah, they probably know already, but yeah, of course. Yeah, but what if it's somebody you've never talked about and they just come up and oh, you're like... Like you've, like you've kept that shit to yourself? Yeah, and they're like, oh, I have the biggest crush on him. And you're like, you've been sitting there thinking about making your move. No, fuck no, I'm going to tell him. What, yeah. what do you say? May the odds be in your favor? Yeah, basically. <laughs> or, you know, maybe like a little saucy threesome. You know, I don't know. Poly, poly relationships are yeah. a thing. We, we, we can all share, baby. Yeah, think outside the box. <laughs> outside of my box. All right. You notice your friend smells a little funky. Do you mention it? A hundred percent. It depends on what, like how funky. If it's something like they're just like... It's probably a bad day or they forgot the odor that day and they're not usually funky then I probably wouldn't say anything if it became a, a um, like a, just a habit then I would definitely say something <laughs> listen ma'am you smell like onion burgers <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we, had this, we had this guy in law school that, that smelled so bad that the women tried to take pity on him he just he was he had this just literally it was like pig pen just had this cloud of just like dirt around him oh man and we, one day like Took him like under their wing and tried to like and gave him some like hey we just wanted to help you out we don't know if like you know if you came from a home that maybe you just never really learned these things but um you know there's some hygiene issues and we want to try to help you and they gave him like soap and deodorant and stuff like that and it didn't do a fucking like lick of difference oh my god um, and it was one of those things I just I don't know if it was a chronic thing if it was a health thing or something but I remember they tried to help and I thought it was very sweet and I remember one time he came over to my apartment we were gonna like play some video games or something and it was muddy out so he took his shoes off. And his feet smelled so bad that, like, my short, I lost short-term memory for, like, three minutes. Like, it was, that was that awful. I just, like the that. next thing I knew, I was just, like, I was standing by the window. And it was it was that, that awful. But, uh, oh. you know, he definitely needed to know. But but I feel like if it's something you can stand near them and not, like, not really have your, your world rocked by how bad it is, then it's okay to, like, <laughs> let it go. I don't know. If Tara, if Tara's funky, even in the least little bit, I'm telling her she has a phobia you about being... You wouldn't have to tell me. I could tell by the, <laughs> your face. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My last one. You farted up in your office and a colleague walks in. Do you warn them or do you just let them walk into the cloud? Uh, <laughs> I think it would depend on... Nope. Fuck. It's kind of a colleague, I think, if I like them or not. Yeah, if I like them, I'm not saying shit. Oh, if I like them, I'm going to be like, don't come in here right now. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until Tara has this look on her face like, you bitch. So, I have a story. <laughs> story time. <laughs> this happened one day. Like, I had ate, and my stomach was hurting so bad. And I was like, fuck it. I'm only one in here. It's fine. So I just let it go. And I don't know, a few minutes later, he, he was new at the time. He's <laughs> one of my really good friends now. But um, he walked into there and I thought, well, maybe it's like dissipated. It's gone. He doesn't notice it. And he just proceeds to have the conversation like normal. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I thought it was gone, whatever. Well, months later, as our friendship progresses, he tells me about it. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> I walked in and I was asking you something and I caught a whiff. And he's like, but I didn't want to make you uncomfortable. So I just stood there and kept talking. 
I laughed so hard. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> what would you say if you walked in on that? Would you be like, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> I'd probably hightail it out of there pretty quick. I'd probably say it and then not even realize, fuck. I bet they just farted. <laughs> oh, whoopsies. <laughs> Uh, I probably depends on who I'm like on who it was and how well I knew them. I think that really makes a difference. <laughs> but now I won't like I I can't fart in front of him because I'm afraid he has PTSD from it. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <laughs> All right, Adam. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time out to do this with us, and um, I just really enjoy I- listening to you and Sarah. You guys crack me up. And I really hope that sometime she can join us as well. I'd really like to meet her. Yeah, yeah, that that would would be nice. Um, You know, I was going to do a scenario, by the way. I had a potential scenario. Uh, Would you? you Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 just, it occurred to me this is that from my real life. But uh, (laughs) so it's more of a, obviously, from a man's perspective. But um, you have an ex-girlfriend from like a year ago call you and tell you that she is parked at the abortion clinic around around the corner and can't drive because she's in so much pain. Can you come get her and uh, and bring her to uh, bring her to your house until she gets feels better? Do you tell your existing girlfriend at the time? Oh my gosh! Um, so wait a minute. Yes. Do you? Yes, you do. Do you actually do it and then tell your girlfriend, or you like say, "Hey, she called me. Like, how do you feel if I help her out?" Uh, I, I wouldn't ask permission because it's still my life and my choices to do. Um, so it's I'm not I'm not asking for permission to do it. Um, yeah, I say yes. Yeah, I, I I did I did tell her. Yeah, I, I called her on my way to say, hey, just FYI, if you come uh, back earlier, you're going to get to meet Olivia, my ex. And I told her the story. She's like, wow, well, it's very nice of you to give her. I was like, well, she had nobody to call. I felt bad for her, but uh, I think that was one of those things that someone, if I had dated somebody who was insecure or jealous or you know, I just did, we didn't have trust that it would have freaked her out. Right. And yeah. And if everything was cool before then, it might not be now. I mean, she just might <laughs> yeah. be one of those people. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, no. Oh, I hope that would never crazy, happen. Crazy time. To me personally. Yeah, no joke. Oh, my boyfriend, my ex boyfriend never calls me and tells me he's at the abortion clinic. That's very sweet of you to take care of her, though. That's that's a rough situation. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. She knew I couldn't say, I couldn't say no. Like, she needed help, and I was going to, you know, like, give her basically couch to sleep on for a couple hours and she just felt better and then got her home, you know, and she just, she thought she was going to be able to like take the pill and then, uh, oh gave and then immediately, immediately drive home Holy and, crap. uh, didn't realize how bad it was going to affect her. That wow. is crazy. That is. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, um, where can people find you? Well, we've got dating kind of sucks, uh, on, uh, all podcast apps and, uh, and even on YouTube and you can find me on, uh, Adam Avitable on TikTok and Avitable, which is just A-V-I-T-A-B-L-E on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those places. Awesome. Right. Okay. Well, thank you again, and we look forward to the next time we get to talk to you guys, and hopefully we'll be able to do this again. Great. Thank you. All All right. right. Have a great night, Adam. You too. Bye-bye.